Scale Up Summit and joining me today is Shannon Susco, the author of The Metromone Effect. Now, Shannon is an entrepreneur. And what does that mean? That means she's actually done the stuff. Her book is actually based on real life experiences. So Shannon, tell us a little bit about yourself, about actually the companies you've, you've built and sold. Yeah, so I, I was able to build two fintech companies and they weren't even called fintech. You know, when uh, that uh, we started up in 1995, um, when we built the first one, um, you know, we were very keen. Of course, we're young, we're in there. There's four of us. Uh, we just wanted to knock it out of the park, and we thought, no problem. We have solved the problem of what we were doing. And when we started the that payment company, we actually pivoted three times until we really found it. And in pivoting three times, you can imagine we had no idea what we were doing chaotic really chaotic so what I love about that I would never trade that time for anything but I never want anyone else to go through that it's why why I wrote the book the metronome effect um, I was so desperate to grow the company and so what I do now is I'm sure I don't want anyone to be as desperate as I am now give people a bit of context when you mean by grow the company what did you grow it to so um, in our, well, we thought of it in a couple ways. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're starting out, you're swinging for the fence, we were going for a big exit. And so in, uh, it took us, our first company, zero to 10 years. We hit many inflection points from 1995 to 2005. Think of all the things that happened. Yeah. Um, that, that actually exit, it was a good exit. Right, we, we grew, we went like this all the way through valleys of death, all the way through things that you would expect. The thing that I like about my second company is that we, we did hit it out of the park. We went zero to three months and out. And what does out of the park mean for most people? Well, out of the park for most people means that it gives them the liquidity to do what they want to do in their life. Lots of people love to grow companies. They go back and do it again, yeah. hence why I did it a second time. Right, so the, the second time, three years, three months, really proved the growth framework that we were able to pull out from all the best thought leaders out there. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we pulled out from uh, strategic gurus, execution, cash, as well as people. And, but we had to put it into a, a system that we, and I always say system, because the system never stops running. Absolutely. We're always going to get better and better at it. So the growth framework we ended up using allowed us to keep all those things in sync. And the, my first company, we had to find it. We had to find the system, make it our own, and then we actually had to prove that it worked. So we were able to do, do that. The second time, we were really able to show that if you started with the system, a growth framework, making it own, understanding the pieces you need to put together, you can go so much faster. And honestly, that's what everybody wants to do. You know, I was about to say, most people go into business with this big romance yes. that I'm going to go and I'm going to grow this thing to be a big business, yeah. like an Apple, yeah. a Facebook, or whatever. But the reality is most entrepreneurs don't even come close. Right. So how do you help entrepreneurs actually bridge that gap? Because there comes a point where they just can't do anymore. They hit that brick wall and that's it for them, it's finished. And we have, the reality is they're no longer in growth mode, they're in photocopy mode, right. where they're just doing the same stupid shit year in, year out, hoping that time by itself will help them build that business. 
Well, you don't know that doesn't happen. Right. Just... I, I definitely learned that the hard way. You know, because when I think of the first, in our first four years of business, we were very romantic about the whole thing. It was on the internet bubble years. Everybody was like coming in with a nice idea, raising a lot of money, and then selling it for a huge valuation without executing anything. I say that with all due respect. But that's why I think what we learned is we had to get beyond that. We had our opportunities. We actually wanted to go bigger, and lots of things happened after that. And what I really think that uh, the romance goes away, um, and one of the things we had to lay down is clearly our 10-year, our three-year, our one-year goals. It sounds ridiculous, but it's actually human. Yeah. Right? It's actually human. And most companies don't even have a one-year goal, believe it or not. No. no. It's, it's madness. It's like they're living from one day to the next, right. from one week to the next. Right. And I always like when working in my companies, but also when I work with companies as a at coaching this framework, I always I'm very respectful of how well they can execute day to day, mm. week to week, month to month. But they're just driving around the block. And I say, that's great. You know, you're driving around the block, but it'd be so much better. Like we don't get in a car today and not know where we're going. So Absolutely. I said, let's get in the car. Let's everyone on the bus. And let's know where we're going. And so we want to know, like, where's the next stop? Because we might have to get gas and a few things. And we want to know where we might end for the day and so on. And so lots of companies, at first you get pushed back to say, where are you going to be in 10 years? A lot of people go, I don't even want to be here in 10 years. Right. And I go, fair enough. You know how long it took to sell both my companies. One was 10 years, one was three years, but we always had a 10-year goal. Only because that, that's what created the value um, the, the value of the organization to others looking in at it. Yep. Right? And then the thing that made it believable was having a three-year highly achievable goal. And that's the thing you like. You call it the three-hag. Yes. And you absolutely yeah. love the three-hag. Yeah, I love the three-hag because when, you're, when we were building our first company and our second company, in order for me as a CEO, as the owner, as the entrepreneur in there, I, was, I had to predict where we were going to go. But I'd already told people where, where we were going to go. And if we couldn't figure out how to get there and make it highly achievable like and confident and predict, the, the value is gone. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people get lost with Jim's BHAG because yeah. they talk about 20 years. Yeah. So many people can't even see 20 years. In fact, quite a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't even have 20 years. Yeah, and, right. that, and that becomes just... Well, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You can't even see it. I, I hear it all the time. I was speaking with 140 CEOs last week. I asked two questions. Who has a 10 to 30 year goal? I mean, they all laughed. I think there's two people who raised their hand. So I, I thought that was fine. And I explained maybe the reason why they should consider it to actually help them sort of guide in, in their belief on where they want to go. But then I asked who was confident in their strategy. Right. Zero people. Why do you think that is? I think the biggest thing is is that they're not confident in it because they haven't mapped out how to get there. That's really where your book comes in though, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about the book. Well, I after um, building one and then building a second one, a little bit on steroids, um, and that one got a lot of publicity because 
it was so short, so fast, so highly valued. So top three in New York that year, and it was number one in Vancouver, right? So that's great, nice recognition. I was very pleased with that. But it attracted a lot of people saying, how did you do that? Absolutely. And so I started explaining it to a lot of people who would ask, because I didn't want them to go through what I went through. So that got me to the point saying out loud, I have to write it down. So I wrote down the framework that we, and I always say we, even the editors of the book said, why do you keep saying we? Mm. It was we being our leadership team put together a framework that we actually evolved it and executed all along the way. And that framework takes you from your cultural systems, your human system, your cohesive system, that's all people, holds everybody together, to then your strategic system, your execution system and your cash system. See, now all of a sudden, I know there's going to be a lot of people, you're using these words, yeah. and all of a sudden people are feeling quite overwhelmed. Yeah. Because it's language in that most entrepreneurs never use. Right. In fact, most entrepreneurs, they don't even go to college, university. Right. They kind of just drop out of school afterwards, have really great ideas, and off they go with it. Yeah. So, the thing I like about your book and your system, actually, and you actually use the, you use the term, it's street. Yes. It's basically for the people that haven't got a law degree, didn't go to Harvard. Right. It's for the majority of the world, yeah. the normal people in life. Yeah. Uh, I definitely call it a, it's a street version because it comes from where everybody yeah. is living. And it was written in a way that if you're stuck in one area, you can go flip it open, open it up. There's, and I, I like pictures. Everyone learns. 88% of the population learns faster through pictures, so there's lots of pictures. But through the whole, that whole framework, we made our whole framework and everything we did with our company, all those systems I talked about, they were pictures. Hmm. They were hand-drawn pictures on the wall. It's so simple. And you got the audio version as well. Audio version and uh, e-reader. Good, because quite interestingly is that the majority of clients that I work with happen to be dyslexic. Yes. It's one of those common traits. As well. And they are absolutely paralyzed yeah. by reading books. But by listening to books, where can they get your pictures from? Um, they, say that again. Well, put it this <laughs> way. They get the audio book. Yes. How do they get access oh, to your pictures? Yeah. They're all on my website, shannonsusco.com. They go chapter by chapter. I, uh, in the heat of trying to learn this, you know, four books a week for two years. Wow. Trying to find this book. I wish it had existed. It didn't. It's one of my give backs. But those pictures are critical because when you listen to the book, if it's a good book, you'll go to find the pictures that you need. So we actually put it out there chapter by chapter, step by step. We reference all the thought leaders that we used because I, we read that many books. Mm. We sort of picked the best of the best that we thought could be practical, actionable, so that when we're scaling a company and everyone you know, listening, watching, you're in it, yeah. right? And so who's got time? We really don't. So yeah. we wanted to make it really easy that you could just take a piece, put it in place. Take a piece, take the action. Now what I really want to make it clear to people is actually you've taken the best thinking out there. So you've done the stuff like Lencioni, yes. Jim Collins, yes. all the people that are on top of their fields. And what you've done is you've taken their stuff and made it simple. Yes. And the, the, the thing that I love the most about what we got the opportunity to do, and I, when I work with my clients, um, I call it a, a growth framework. And don't really name it any more than that because I want each and every company who actually starts working through this to name it 
like put your name on it, whatever, if it's your GBS system, it's your HSB system, whatever you want, whatever you want to brand it in your company, make it, make it yours. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So for those of you that have tuned into today's edition, we know that entrepreneurs at a stage do get stuck. We know that people out there sometimes are petrified, that they don't believe that these books and stuff, they scare them. There is, there is material out there that is extremely practical. Yes. That will give you that step-by-step. Step. Use the word earlier, prescriptive. Yes. Because sometimes people just want to say, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to find? What are the step-by-steps? That's what you're, I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, and that's your book, though. It's a step-by-step, yeah. step, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So, how do people get in contact with you to see where your material's at? Um, ShannonSusco.com. Yep. As simple as, as it can be. Uh, resource tab, it's all there, chapter by chapter. So you heard the lady, ShannonSusco.com. All the resources are there. Now, if you can resonate with the stuff that we've covered today and you want more information, head over to bullcode.com and get in contact. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail.